up until this point, and then I'll never be used for God again. We've got every excuse why God can't work through us, why God needs to do it in someone else. We have every reason, and by the way, if you would have asked any of these biblical men and women, do you consider yourself a hero? Every one of them would have said, no. All I did was obey God. We have the privilege of looking back over at their lives and we say, wow, what incredible faith, what incredible action, what incredible courage. But you look at the struggles they had in Scripture. They struggled like you and I. They had failures just like you and I. Abraham had a problem with lying. God had to straighten it out. David had a problem with adultery. God had to straighten it out. Paul had a problem with killing the church. God had to straighten it out. I mean, there's, there's a reason I understand that reason. And this is what I'm saying in our country. We truly need to understand when I'm asking and I'm calling to say, be, be a hero for Jesus. I hope you didn't miss our announcement slide that talked about being a lunch buddy. You want to be a hero for God? Take 30 minutes out of your day once a week and go have lunch with a child that may need a mentor that knows Jesus. Take 30, oh, well, you know, I could never do that. That's the most simple thing you could do. And that is being a hero for God. Make no mistake about it. It may never make the headlines. It may never be talked about by thousands. But I find that that's far overrated. Stephen, if you ask Stephen, I know we just talked about Stephen last week. If we look at Stephen's life, I say the same thing. He's a hero of the faith. But I wonder, as we talk about the courage of the immediate and the powerful, how many people in the kingdom of God that have never been known by name by anyone other than their immediately, immediate sphere of influence, that only on the day we stand before God will we understand the impact that they've had on the kingdom of God. Because of one simple word, write this down. You want to be a hero for God? Obedience. When the Spirit speaks to you, Jesus said if you give a a glass of cold water in my name, it's not going to go unnoticed. We need to be listening to the Lord. And as we look at this passage of Scripture, the courage was immediate and powerful, and I want you to see that it was God. God's the factor. We look at our personality sometimes, and we say, I'm not quite hero material, God. You got the wrong guy. 
every one of these men and women said the same thing. Every one of them. But they came to the point where they just said, you know what? I've got to obey the Spirit. I've got to obey the Spirit. So as we look here, and truly, Acts 4, 30 and 31 talks about when the Holy Spirit came on them, that they spoke with boldness. They, they spoke, spoke forcefully. I want you to understand that God gives courage to ordinary people. God will give you courage. You say, Pastor Brian, I've never spoke to a coworker and scare me to death. Just ask God and trust him and step out. He will give you boldness at the moment you release your faith. The moment you say, I'm going to do it. You will be infused with power from the Lord. And as long as you continue to wait and say, well, God, when you give me power, I'll do it. You'll wait till Jesus comes. Because Jesus will not force you. But if you're willing, he'll empower you. <laughs> he'll empower you. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Let's move on. Point number three, and that is courage from Jesus continues to grow and often confounds people. Now, this is what is talked about in the scripture here, that Paul, as he continued, he immediately proclaimed Jesus as the Son of God in the synagogues. And then, as he grew, as he continued, as the Lord continued to build him up, he said it got to the point where he literally would confound people. That was not Paul. You read Corinthians, and he said, look, when I came to you, I came to you in weakness and trembling. And, and then he says, so that, the, so that it might not rest on me, but on God's power. God's not looking for us to consider ourselves heroes. That's pride. God's looking for humbleness that will be willing to say, I'll obey. And God, at that point, does extraordinary things through ordinary people. Don't want to bring attention undue, but I just have to say, you know, I don't know how many people will be touched by pumpkins this year. Daniel grew pumpkins, and he brought them to the party so that we could have pumpkins. I don't know the impact of that. But you may say, oh, well, come on, that's not heroic. How do you know? How do you know if he stepped out and heard from God and said, yes, God, I'll do that? That's being a hero for God. That's being a hero for God. I have a friend of mine, you'll see him during the, the play, Jerry Watson, uh, is a part of the classic Gospel Sons. He was here a little bit ago. I've gotten to know him over the 15 years that I've been here. He's just a, a precious brother, loves the Lord. He was telling me a story, and I asked for his permission to share this. 
he was down in uh, southern Oregon, and he backed out his car, or he, he was parked behind his daughter. His daughter backed out of the driveway to go to work. Because she's not used to having someone behind her, she just plowed it. Came back into the house, said, Dad, you aren't going to believe this, but I'm sorry, I just hit your car. He says, no, you didn't. <laughs> he had beautiful car. And he said, Pastor Brian, I have to tell you, 15 years ago, I would have struggled with this. But he said, now I just realize this is an opportunity for God to be glorified and for me to love my daughter and say, you know what? It's just stuff. It's just stuff. He did that, and I have to tell you the story. God gripped him so much at that time and said, Jerry, it's just a car. you got to let it go. Love your daughter. Your daughter is an accident. And he loved his daughter. He got to the insurance place and where he took his car in, and it, it had some problems getting the, the uh, rental car and everything. He was gracious. He talked to the lady there, uh, developed a little bit of a, a relationship temporarily because of, of having to talk to her on the phone and coming in and everything. And he came in the last time to pick up the loaner car, and she said, uh, you know, I'm sorry for all the trouble. And he said, thank you. You guys have been wonderful. You've handled yourself so professionally. I pray that you have a blessed day. She literally stopped and said, I have never had anyone tell me that in my lifetime. She said, thank you. In your spot where you're hurting to say, I pray you have a blessed day. See, Jerry, I know, if he's watching live stream, which sometimes he says he does, would be the first to say, I'm no hero. But I tell you, only before God will we know. Because being a hero means obeying God. Obeying God. And God does extraordinary things through ordinary people. Hallelujah. So all these scriptures that I've put up there, please, I hope you're, you're, again, taking this home because they talk about the fact that when we come to Jesus, Jesus doesn't just keep us where we are through the word of God and the Holy Spirit and coming together and being with one another. He matures us. He continues to mature us and make us. I will tell you, 15 years ago, I told Jerry I wouldn't have responded well. To someone running into me. But praise the Lord, by his grace and mercy, I'm not the person I was 15 years ago. 15 years before that, we won't even talk. Okay? God has done a miracle. God is miraculous. God is able to do the extraordinary through ordinary people because it's not us who is at work, but the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in you. He's at work. He's moving in you. It's time for us to realize that. It's time for us to stop looking at those who the world, even in the church realm, has given fame and popularity and big ministry. Now hear your pastor's heart. 
Don't you dare go out of here and say, Pastor said anybody that has a large ministry isn't following the Lord. Wrong. What I'm saying is we equate certain things to heroes. I wonder if God has the same scale. Billy Graham is an amazing person. I'm so blessed by him when I think about him, when I think about the example that he's laid before me as a, a pastor. I'm blessed. But as I think about that and the literal hundreds of thousands maybe that he's led to Christ, I don't know. I wonder if the person who led Billy Graham to Christ will be first in line before him. You say, well, pastor, that's not even... I ask you, Jesus says those who we think was first will be last, and those who we think will be last will be first. If that person that led Billy Graham to the Lord was simply obedient to say, I'll share... Doesn't that make them a hero? Without them, Billy Graham would have never come to the Lord. See, our idea of what a hero is needs to change. Our idea of a hero needs to be that when you are a grandparent and you're saying, man, I, I have grandchildren that come to my house. I have great-grandchildren. I don't know if I'm having an impact on them. If you're being obedient to God, you're a hero. If you're at school and you're being a witness to people who are lost and without Jesus. If you're at a place where a coworker needs to hear and you're simply being obedient, you're saying, well, pastor, that was nothing. I just, all I did with them is share that what Jesus did for me. Praise the Lord. Obedience is so far underrated. Obedience to God. God can take your obedience from one simple act and change thousands of lives by one act. Our mindset needs to change. And then I will simply say this. The Bible says in John 14, 12 through 14, Jesus speaking says, Greater things will you do because I'm going to the Father. Now grab a hold of this. It's time for us to start believing that the same God that works around the world can work here in our country. The same God that heals, the same God that does miraculous things, the same God that works by the power of his spirit in the gifts of the spirit, they're not for someone else, they're for you, hallelujah. They're for the church of Jesus Christ. They're not for that elite few. They're for you. Stop believing the enemy who says, well, you know, if you make it to heaven, you'll be lucky. What a lie. 
You're saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. There's no safer place to be than in his hand. The only one that can take you out of his hand is your will to turn your back and walk out. Where is that? I don't know, but I will tell you, God's grace umbrella is very large. What is my point? My point is we need to start believing him. When he says he's going to work through you to work miraculous miracles and powers and a healing, oh, yeah, but, you know, God has people he does that in. Yeah, you and me. His church. Hallelujah. This is the thing that we need to grab hold of. God's not waiting for someone to come that will be a what we call superhero to save the church. We're the church. The superhero is Jesus. He's given us his spirit. He's ready. If we'll just say, I'm going to step out with a step of obedience. I'm going to pray over a lady who's coming and needs to have her eyes opened. It reminds me, I have to tell you, Matt, thank you for sharing that. I was, I was teaching about when Peter got released from the angel. <laughs> Remember in Acts? He got released from the angel. The church was praying for his release. And when he got released and he showed up at the door, the people in the church said, ah, you're out of your mind. It's not him. They weren't even believing for what they were praying for. <laughs> You know, when, when Matt said, I, I realized as I looked into her eyes, they were all white and everything, and all of a sudden they were clear as a bell. Sometimes God needs to show us. I don't believe it's any accident that Matt was here today. You see what God does? There's no way I could have orchestrated this with him. The Spirit of God is amazing. The Spirit of God is amazing. The fact that he would use Pastor Bob as he came up here and said, you know, we just need to, we need to understand we need him. The next song that's sung, I need you, Lord, I need you. <laughs> God is an amazing God. God loves you. God's given you his spirit. God wants to work extraordinary things through your life. Believe and know that God has called you to be a hero in your time. Bow your head with me this morning.